Welcome to the Project CYA podcast, a show for service-based entrepreneurs to explore the intersection of risk and uncertainty in their business and personal life. I'm your host, Julie Yokoyama, a small business operations consultant specializing in strategic planning and risk management. I help service-based entrepreneurs organize and protect their business for more peace of mind, operational efficiency, business growth, and above all, more balance and life fulfillment. I am so excited for today's episode. It's episode one, and I think the best place to start with this conversation of risk management is to understand why it matters from the lens of entrepreneurship. And I'll share three reasons why I believe successful entrepreneurs make the time to manage risk. So let's go ahead and get started. It is such an exciting time in history because the bar of entry to start a business is so low. You no longer need a business plan. You no longer need funding, a brick and mortar. Uh, You don't even really need a website to start making money. You just need to get started. And many entrepreneurs, they don't come from a formal background. They didn't go and learn how to own a business. They just jumped in figuring it out as you go, most likely. And as time goes on, the business is evolving and you're adding more components to it and learning more as you go. So from a risk management standpoint, as the business is maturing, risks are going down in certain areas, but things are getting more complex as you potentially consider adding team members, whether that be contractors or you're starting to look into payroll and employees and different insurances and adding new service lines and maybe departments in your business. And so all of these things start to create more complexity. And ultimately, our businesses are machines. They have gears and parts that allow the machine to run. And if we look at it from a car analogy, your car needs maintenance and inspections periodically. Ideally, you'd be taking it in proactively for three to 5,000 mile oil changes. You get the tires rotated, aligned. You're checking the brake pads, like just getting checking in on those things. And then every so many miles, whether it be 10,000, 30,000, 100,000, you're having general inspections looking at the entire vehicle to see what is the quality of what's going on under the hood and below the surface. So thinking about that, are you the type of person that takes the time to take your car down to have these routine things done? Or are you the type of person that just goes on uh, about your day-to-day and waits for the noises to start to emerge, the the lights to appear on the dashboard alerting you of issues. Do you coast to the gas station because you're on empty? Do you feel confident that you could get in the car tomorrow and drive on a three- to five-hour road trip and feel good about the car making it with no issues? How you treat some things in your life is telling to how you behave in other parts of your life. So how are you behaving in your business? Are you just responding or reacting more likely from what's immediately happening in the moment uh, without much forward thinking? Do you have a good idea of what's happening under the hood, meaning like all the activity that's happening in the business? What is the quality of what is happening in the business? And do you know where you're going? If the business is on a road trip, where is the business going? 
Do you have GPS coordinates? Do you have a map with a route outlined? Or are you just driving to see where you end up? And in the beginning, when we're starting our businesses, we don't know where we're going to end up. We don't even know how the hell it's going to go from the beginning. We're just trying things on. But as we start to find our groove, find out what's working, finding out what clients will pay us for and what we actually enjoy doing, and hopefully those two things align, um, then it's important to start to take a step back from time to time, kind of doing that inspection of is what's happening now serving where I want to go? If I don't know where I want to go, I need to take some time to think about that a little bit. And so whether, and that's not necessarily like where you're going, like it doesn't have to be years forward, but like maybe like where do you want to be in 12 months? And then over time, you can start to evolve to thinking a little bit further out. But in 12 months, what do you want to be living in the business, in your life, What do you want that to look like? And then you can start to look at, and this is what I do with my clients, is we board, I like another analogy is we board the plane. I give them this space to board the plane and we go up 30,000 feet and we look down. What is your business? What are all the things happening? What are your mission, vision, and values? And where are your priorities? And then it's looking at each facet of the business compared to those goals. Is the right work happening at the right time for the right reasons with the right people? Coming from that intention, a lot of good questions start to be asked. It's a lot of questioning that you can't do when you're drinking from the fire hose of the day-to-day crises and the day-to-day emails and client demands and team demands, et cetera. Like you can't, you can't think that way when you're caught up there. So making the time for these broader inspections and strategy becomes very important as your business is evolving. And so risk management for me, it cre- it's a framework and almost like a philosophy that allows us to process what is happening in the business to develop this leadership skill set of thinking and looking at the business and everything around us. And it's a way to filter what's happening, the ideas that we have, because as entrepreneurs, we are usually brimming with ideas. We see opportunity everywhere. And sometimes we can get caught up in all of that. And then we, we're not necessarily thinking clearly about how these things serve the broader picture. And so having the framework of risk management strategies that we will explore in the coming episodes allow us to take a breath, to take whatever that topic or situation is and start to look at it from different angles, to look at how it's serving the the bigger picture. And it gives us a structured thought process to digest all of that information and get clarity on how to move forward and respond from a more empowered and confident place. So now I wanted to get into three key points that I think are important in why successful entrepreneurs manage risk. So the first one is using 
this thought process allows us to move from reactivity to response. When we start our businesses, we're figuring it out as we go. We don't necessarily know enough or have the resources around us to be able to stop and look at things from those different angles and from an experienced lens to think about What would things look like if they were going off track? We're more in a standpoint of like, we just got to get out there and do the thing. And then as we're finding it out, we we iterate and pivot, etc. But once we can get this foundation beneath us, we can start to look at projects, strategies, um, departments of our business. You know, we can look at we, all the way down to individual tasks, thinking about delegation, thinking about the future of your role, thinking about um, emergency or crisis management, all of those things. Whatever the topic is you're looking at, we start to look at it from a, as the crow flies, like the shortest distance to the end perspective, assuming everything were to go right. But then we can start to implement, well, if things were going to go off track or go wrong, what would those things potentially be? Starting to think through all of that stuff. You know, what are the things that keep you up at night? Starting to process the fears and the hesitations and all of the what ifs and things that come up. Then it's thinking about what is actually worth worrying about. And out of those things, what would we do if they happened? Are they preventable? If they happened, how would we behave? And when you're thinking about it from this proactive standpoint, especially if certain risk scenarios, the likelihoods are higher, the impacts, if they do happen, are higher, um, thinking about them in this more proactive state allows for more opportunities to consider how to respond. A lot more options exist. You could line up plan Bs or at least have them documented so that you and other members of your team are in the know and able to respond quickly when the risk event takes place. It's ultimately a more empowering place and the options increase and the cost of response could potentially be lower, whether that be time or money or opportunities. There's just so much more possibility and breathing room there. And that's a different place to come from in your business than when only responding to the next immediate thing and you're on the treadmill racing and just trying to stay on without falling off. Um so that for me, that's where I feel like it's coming into that responsiveness and that proactive thinking allows you to take the reins on what is happening in the business, where the business is going, increasing the likelihood of desired outcomes, whether that be on a project level or a, like a business trajectory level. So key point number two that I want to mention is understanding how to manage risk in our business allows us to change our relationship with fear. We're already demonstrating an ability to have courage. We're in a position where we have created something from scratch and we are responsible for all the pieces of it. And when I talk to solopreneurs especially, 
It's interesting to me that there seems to be a hesitation to accept the role or to accept ownership of the term leader. And oftentimes, especially with solopreneurs, it's because they're like, well, it's just me. I, you know, I'm not a leader. It's just me. But oftentimes they're losing sight of the fact that, yes, it's just you performing all the actions in the business, but all each of those actions are a role in the business. So there could be a dozen plus roles in your small consultancy or coaching business, but you just happen to be the resource that is inhabiting those roles. So you are a leader of yourself and you're a leader of those roles. As the business grows and you become more successful, it becomes more necessary to consider delegation and hiring, which can easily be a place of fear and hesitation for many, whether it be a fear of losing control, a lack of trust, that others can do it as well as you think you can. And I say you think you can because sometimes we have a clouded view of how well we are actually capable of doing things, or we just highly underestimate how somebody else could come in and be more efficient or perform better than we do. So whatever the reason, there's that hesitation. We have these thoughts and feelings that keep us up at night. We stay stuck. We continue to need support, but we're not getting it for whatever reason. Our businesses are stagnating or things are falling through the cracks and then risks are starting to compound and some of those risk scenarios are starting to come to life and we're scrambling and burning out. So understanding how to manage risk is taking us through processing those fears and hesitations of thinking. It's like if we just reel and reel and reel and just put it away, it's going to keep reemerging and we're not going to be able to move forward and take the actions necessary. You know, being able to think through what is everything on my mind that I think could go wrong? What are all the reasons why I think that this wouldn't work? And then taking each of those thoughts individually and evaluating, well, what's the likelihood that this would happen? What would be the impact if it actually did happen? And is it really worth worrying about? Is it worth not doing this over? And then once you think through the most important scenarios, and then what would I do if that did happen? Or how could I prevent that from happening? So it takes you through a really tangible thought process of processing those fears and and hesitations and finding what's logical, what makes sense, and how could I actually manage and deal with it. Because ultimately, when I talk about risk management, I'm not telling you to not do anything that has risk involved in it because we're too ambitious and we're trying to do big things and life is too damn short and there's too much out there to go and explore and try on to try to like shelter ourselves from experiencing any risk at all. That just doesn't make sense. What I'm trying to impart on you is understanding how to work with risk, how to come from a place of empowerment and confidence that you have spent some time thinking things through and planning to set yourself up for more success. And not that you'll never fail because we can't know, we can't know what's going to happen in the future. There's just too much chaos 
and change in the universe for us to ever really know that. But if we can think through things a little bit, but not too long, don't get caught in the planning trap or thinking too much. This is a process of allowing us to have a container to efficiently think through things and then make the next choice. For me, I'm an experimenter. I do my best to push through fear and do it anyways. And I don't come from a place of blind impulse. Like I have a lot of desires. I can look impulsive to the outside view, but I'm not. I have been practicing risk management for 15 years. And so now it's kind of second nature to me. And so everything I look at, I go through that mental process and filter through like the different angles. If I take this action, how could that go? What would that do for future me? How would that impact other people around me? And does it make sense to proceed with? If I didn't proceed with exactly my first idea, what's an alternative? Or what's a way around the things that I think that would keep me from getting there? It allows me to be more efficient and to get what I want more often. You can learn this for your business, but then imagine taking it into your personal life and all aspects of your existence. And over time, you'll develop the second nature thought process of being able to look at the world around you and to make more efficient and confident decisions. So key point number three, the last point I'll mention is it's about managing expectations. And I think this kind of this blends nicely with the fear. When we get caught in the fear, we have this expectation of shit's going to go wrong. If I put forth this effort, it's probably not going to work out or whatever. But then it also can be we get super excited about an opportunity and we get that impulsive thing of, oh my God, we got to implement this strategy or I want to take on this client project. But we need to take a step back and look like, does this opportunity serve the bigger picture? Is this just a short-sighted gain that whether it be a few months, six months down the road, is it going to bite us in the ass because we've spent time on this? And yeah, we got a payday, but we're behind schedule in all these other things. We missed the boat on something else that was more in alignment. So managing expectations, it's managing our energy as well. It's an exercise in putting the cards on the table and unburdening our minds and hearts. We can sort through the thoughts and also get other people involved, whether it be our team, our spouse, mentors, peers, get other perspectives on the situation, and then figuring out what can be workable to plan for or simply release concerns where the energy is not needed, changing how we think about the business. It's not simply a task you perform. Managing expectations, especially the more we delegate and get removed from implementation, we can start to lose perspective. We can have a bright idea of like, oh, I, you know, this is a cool strategy I saw this other business owner doing and like I want to put that in motion now. And so you get your team on it and then you're pulling them off of other work that was potentially more in alignment. You're spending time and energy, which is an expense, and you're potentially throwing money at this new strategy, another expense. Is it just the newest shiny object on the block? Does it actually make sense for the priorities and goals of the business over the next quarter, the next six months, year plus? And where are we responding from? Is it that we're coming from a place of fear that we think that what we're doing now is not enough? 
Do we have tangible data telling us that what we're doing right now is not enough or wrong? What is the position that we're coming from? And when we think about the expectation of implementing something like a new strategy, do we actually understand what's at stake and what energy it will take to do that? Again, coming from using these frameworks, it allows us to think through all the angles of something before we put it in motion. It keeps us more honest. It keeps us more focused and goal-oriented. And ultimately, it protects you, the business, and everyone involved. So those are three of the high-level reasons I think understanding how to manage risk in your business is super important as an entrepreneur. And so again, moving yourself from reactivity and, and into a place of proactive response with anything you're approaching, it's changing your relationship with fear so that you can go for the big things, go for your goals, go for your desires, and reach beyond your grasp. And then managing your expectations of like, do I actually understand what is involved with doing this thing? And does, it, does this thing make sense? So I'm going to leave you with that. Next episode, we're going to talk more about response planning. If today's conversation resonated with you, let me know by leaving a review. This is the best way that you can help me bring this information and support to more business owners. And don't forget to hit subscribe if you haven't already. And I'll catch you on the next one.